Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the first episode of Apologia All Access. Now, normally, this episode is for subscribers only, but we're nice guys here at Apologia, so we're giving it away for free in hopes that you'll love it and you'll subscribe. You can subscribe right now to Apologia All Access. Your first month will only be a minimum donation of $5, but what does that $5 really get you? That's a good question. Let's let that beat drop, and I'll tell you. So with Apologia All Access, you're going to get Apologia TV. That's a 30-minute TV show. Then you're going to get behind the scenes of that TV show, what we call the Apologia After Show, where we just sit and chat with a guest without those pesky time restraints of network television. As an Apologia All Access member, you'll be the first to get exclusive videos sent right to your personal RSS feed. And of course, we've begun working on Apologia Academy, where we're going to have people teach you stuff, Bible stuff, apologetic stuff. For your homeschool kids. All this and a whole lot more with Apologia All Access. Go get it, guys. Only at ApologiaRadio.com. Non-rockabotus must stop. I don't want to rock the boat. I want to sink it. Are you going to bark all day, little doggy, or are you going to bite? Brett, delusional. Delusional is okay in your worldview. I'm an animal. You don't chastise chickens for being delusional. You don't chastise pigs for being delusional. So you calling me delusional using your worldview is perfectly okay. It doesn't really hurt. <laughs> she hung up on me. Yeah! Yeah! What? What? Desperate times call for faithful men and not for careful men. The careful men come later and write the biographies of the faithful men, lauding them for their courage. Go into all the world and make disciples. Not go into the world and make buddies. Not to make brosives. Right. Don't go in the world and make homies. Right. Disciples. I got, I got a bit of a jiggle neck. <laughs> That's a joke, Pastor. When we have the real message of truth, we cannot let somebody say they're speaking truth when yeah. they're not. What's up, guys? Welcome now to Apologia TV. Dr. White, TV. First episode and uh, big drop off there, but uh, this is uh, (laughs) welcome. You can see this is our first day in the studio right now. Okay, so this is Apologia Studios, and uh, it's our very first day. That's Luke the Bear. What up? What's up? And uh, there's actually cameras over there. I know. Yeah, I can see you. That's what Luke looks like. So you always wondered. Now you can see him. Phil up the studio and uh <laughs> that's joy the girl what's up joy hi you are back and not only back but now back on the first tv episode mm-hmm. we have yeah how exciting is that i found out last night that yes. it was gonna be uh, did you really yeah mm-hmm. are you serious that's how we roll yeah mm-hmm. okay All i right. knew what it was gonna be about though yeah so that's a that's good see i'll let you know i gave you a heads up yeah you did that's a first <laughs> <laughs> so this is it guys apologia studios first day and uh Luke uh, was uh, here um, all night last night, finishing up the studio, finishing the space, putting carpet in and all the rest, and you did a wonderful job. Thanks, man. The studio's amazing. Thanks, I appreciate it's it. It's wonderful. You tired? Welcome to my brain. Yes, yes. Uh, yes, I am tired. Yeah? Yeah. If, hopefully I stay awake. Yeah, me too. I'm exhausted, but very excited to give you this show today, guys, and this, of course, is my one of my heroes of the faith, and, uh, and now kind of becoming a regular on Apologia uh, 
Radio, Apologia Studios. That's Dr. James White. How can I be a regular? This is the first time. Well, I mean, you've been on before. <laughs> so we did a show like years ago. We did one on, um, uh, I think we did one on uh, grief. Mm-hmm. And then we did. You remember that? Yeah, no. I yeah. remember that. That was no, on a Redemption Radio. Now, that, now right? that I'm now that I'm this old, I can forget stuff like that. <laughs> so we did a show on grief. Okay, mm. that's tough to do. It was it, it was yeah, yeah it was a it was a good show though. Mm-hmm. And okay. uh, and we did another show on uh, the transmission of the text of the Bible mm-hmm. in light of Stephen Anderson's comments. <laughs> um, and uh, now Dr. James White is our first guest on Apologia TV. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not divulging location either. No, it's yeah. complete. No, this secret. is a secret, secret. layer like yeah. yours. Yep, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. underground even. That's yeah. f- that's very important. We're not mm-hmm. under any colleges, but no. we'll make it work. Yeah, and that's a bummer now because there's nobody left there, <laughs> where ours is. So oh, yeah, oh, that's, that's oh. different. Yeah, they're, all, they're all gone. Okay, all right. Yeah, Mr. White. Yes, science. Just get to use my clips, <laughs> and I'm going to take advantage, Dr. White. So Dr. James White is with Alpha and Omega Ministries. He really needs no introduction on this uh, show. I um, want to show you some wonderful books you guys should get. And I can do this now because we, right? we have a show. I can show you the books. You it's all torn stuff. up now. And this shows you that I don't just talk the uh, game. Yeah, it, I, could, I, it could just been under your front seat, too. <laughs> Maybe you yes, got it from it Goodwill. Could. Let's be honest. It you could. <laughs> in Jeff's car? Part of that might actually like be that. true. <laughs> that actually might be true. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So this this is The God Who Justifies. This is a must-have for... How would a um, rip like that happen just from you? Like, you're so anxious to read it. You're like, give me that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So The God Who Justifies, um, a wonderful book. You need to have this. Uh, justification through faith in Christ alone, essential doctrine. And Dr. White, can we talk about this real fast? Oh, yeah. Dr. White. I love that Dr. Cover. White. I love that cover. I designed that cover. Do not diss that this cover. This book is amazing, and this this is not. Oh, come on. This is why this is not in bookstores, Dr. White. No, no, no. That's not why it's not in bookstores. Oh, no? No. Uh, it was in bookstores for a while. It's just a publisher. This is an amazing book. Yes. Letters. This is Letters to a Mormon Elder by Dr. James White, and it's a kind of conversational style apologetics with your Mormon neighbors, mm-hmm. uh, specifically with um, uh, an elder. Elder Han. That's right. And these are conversations that have actually taken place over time. You've had well, these sort of discussions. Well, yeah. I mean, not the specific words, but yeah, you Dr. talk White, to Mormon missionaries. I'm trying to sell your book here. Yeah, I so. know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what's wrong with what's wrong with Dr. White, look at the cover of this book. It's perfect. This letters to... <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have talked with missionaries about that. We said... I mean, do you need, do you even see what's there? I mean, look at look at. I've even got the little clips they use to keep their pants from getting stuck in the bike chain. Did you know what those oh, wow. all things are? They you, knew that. Oh, I never even paid attention to that. Never you actually, even saw that. You know what? You? I saw I, when I saw the cover. I was like, so we. <laughs> so I, I have sat there with missionaries and Don't gone through the whole thing. The tracks that they everything is their life. That's that's they, they this, recognize. All it. right, all right. I respect it now. Okay, that, now you. you've explained it. There's always a context. Is which there will, a seer stone? Which on will there? be a big part of this show is context <laughs> um, in the CNN situation and the Roman Catholic controversy. These are just uh, three of some of my favorites. Look at that. And, and it's just look, absolutely torn apart. I read it. Yeah. I read it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I read mine too, but it didn't look like that when yes. I was done. So, the Roman Catholic controversy, <laughs> wonderful book, Dr. James White teaching you how to you witness spit to on your, it or something? <laughs> your Roman Catholic friends. Um, so, you can get uh, Dr. James White at Alpha and Omega Ministries. When I encourage you guys to listen to his debates. And the wonderful thing, Dr. White, is you actually now, you guys have been putting up a lot of your old debates oh, yeah. up on YouTube. So, you guys can get those for free. Back in my day, Dr. White, hmm. we had to pay for those. In your day? Yes. Like so tapes. old. <laughs> <laughs> So you can go to um, 
uh, Alpha and Omega Ministries on YouTube. You can get all just loads of Sermon apologetic. Audio. Sermon Audio, too. And SermonAudio.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, John, you, did you know this, that you are actually I number know. 110 10. 10 on mm-hmm. uh, Greatest Christian But Podcast. we now own Sermon Audio. Do, do you really? I mean, we are talking number one all the way. Even above John MacArthur right now. Oh, you really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Sweet. That's awesome. That's yeah. the that's wonderful. Praise God. That's not, that's because we uploaded two thousand five hundred <laughs> programs. Hey, you have so it's many. There's a flood. You know. <laughs> you have so many. It's impossible to beat you now. We gotta try that. Yeah, we have plenty to put up. We do. We do. Alpha to Ma- Alpha to Mega Ministries. A O Men M I N dot O R G. Pick up Dr. White's debates lectures. Great MP3s on defending the faith, transmission of the text of the Bible, witnessing the Mormons, all that. And um, how many debates now, Dr. White? 147. 147. That's it? Public moderated debates across the planet. Um, excited to have you guys see this show today. we got tons of stuff to talk about today. CNN headline news with Dr. Drew, Dr. James White. Be right back. ApologiaRadio.com. Hi, this is Warner with Apologia Radio. I want to ask for y'all good friends of ours to go on and click that button there and become my friends on the book face. Facebook backslash Apologia Radio. Become my friend on YouTube. That there uh, twerker. The twerker, I want to to talk to you on the twerking. And send me out a twerk. What? 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 Twitter, Apologia Radio on Twitter. I also want to tell you we talk about apologetics and theology, and we do it with a lot of swing dancing, and we make a delicious chicken gravy. ApologiaRadio.com. Do you feel more at home now? That takes me back ways. <laughs> this song is awesome. Oh, yeah, sure. It really is. It's a, it's a you good should, intro song. You should know that we, we sometimes we sing this. We need a new reformation. We, we uh, do. That's a shame. Okay. <laughs> I'd leave that to the professionals. Sorry. Okay. We want to make you feel as comfortable as possible today on this first episode of Apologia TV. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, getting to the topic would, yeah, be, would be good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so uh, we should do that. Um, so the last couple of weeks have just seen a, uh, a storm um, just surrounding the issue of homosexuality in our culture, transgenderism, uh, the issue right now with the Supreme Court. And so um, what I thought would be a good thing to do just for this first episode was give you a little surprise. Oh. So um, I, I want to surprise. Yeah, I wanted to surprise you with another special guest. That um, what, what's that? What's that movie? Uh, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. We got Mr. Pink. Yep. Mr. Blue. Yep. Mr. Black. Yep. So we have Dr. White. Yep. And then we also have Dr. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dr. Brown, are you with us? 
Oh, I'm 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 right here smiling, and uh, I, I I guess this is just a, a meeting of the homophobes and transphobes and bigots and things like that. Just gather us all in one small place together, huh? You, you know, you know, my, Michael. I thought you had a little better taste uh, than to be hanging around with Jeff Durbin. Uh, I mean, come on. Uh, oh no! Wow. How do you, do you do? You actually know this guy? Um. Well, uh, I will put up a disclaimer later once I do the research. So I. <laughs> I'm not sure who I, I, but I think I was on previously. That's you've, what I was told. On, that I was we, on several previously. You, you've been on but, several times. You, you know, so, some years ago, I was invited to speak for a group called NARTH, which is National Association for Research and Therapy of Homosexuality. And they got blasted for inviting me to speak because I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist or a trained counselor. They were getting blasted for having me speak. But then I realized that every time I ever quoted them, I got blasted. For quoting them, right. so well, right. it's yeah. kind of the mutual hate fest thing that we get exposed <laughs> to a lot. What's the thing with uh, like Dr. White, Dr. Brown, not remembering being on my show? Like Dr. Brown's know. been on three times. Yeah, we're just gonna have to be more memorable. Uh, he's just so popular. I just I don't even understand. He he's does just everything. So busy, yeah. just doesn't no. even know. Okay, he does well, everything. Dr. Brown, I love you. So that's you know. And he travels so much. Yes. I mean, you got to. I, I could not travel as much as he does. No so, way. so Doctor Brown, you, you do every day. You no, do every no. Every day on your bike, man. <laughs> what are you talking about? I just fly. I do it more easily. <laughs> Doctor Brown, we know you're about to start your show in just a few minutes here, but I wanted to have you come in for a moment just to um, uh, talk for a moment about the issues we're facing right now in our culture. You wrote the book uh, "Queer Thing Happened to America" and uh, "Can I Be Gay and Christian?" or can can, uh, can you be gay and Christian? Uh, Dr. Brown, did you see Dr. White on uh, Headline News? Yeah, I, I, I saw the clips. I, uh, I, I was, was following uh, Dr. White when he was tweeting out about it. And it's, it's really quite extraordinary. It's just like everybody drank the Kool-Aid, oh, yeah. you mm -hmm. know, with the whole Bruce Jenner thing and go, you go girl and all of this. It's like, Everybody just drank the Kool-Aid. It's wild. Hmm. And what, what I really see, and, I, and I'm, I'm sure Dr. White's seen this for years, it's almost like a Psalm 2 kind of thing where the nation is now having an opportunity, the secular worldly nation is having an opportunity to say, we don't want God as our king. Hmm. We, we don't want the Bible. We don't want God's laws. So there's a, all the, the pent-up hostility is just coming up. And obviously, comes against Dr. White when he's asked to come on to represent right. the Christian position. How dare he bring that perspective? Well, at least in my situation, they waited till I was off the air to attack me when you were on with uh, uh, Pierce, uh, Pier Pierce Morgan. Morgan. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, you, you got it right there while you were still while you're still smiling at the camera. So at least they sort of waited till I was gone. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but uh, it was similar along those lines. Yes. You know, the... The, the one thing that, that just strikes me, obviously, we have been much more Christian rooted in America in the past and with reading the Bible in school and prayer in school. You know, we've never been a fully Christian nation, obviously, but there's been so much more reverence for God, religious freedoms right at the beginning. Now it's almost like we just have to change our way of thinking as if we're a church in exile. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we're praying for a national uh, awakening and reformation and a spiritual and moral revolution. But we almost have to change our thinking because it's just it's just not the way things yeah. were. Mm -hmm. And when you hear, well, the latest polls, right. more and more Americans favor redefining marriage. Yeah, more and more Americans, those same Americans are more and more biblically illiterate. And those same Americans are influenced heavily by the popular media. So what does it prove? Right. And then you have someone left leaning like David Gushy or Tony Campolo. And now they they go all the way left. 
So what's it proving? Well, pretty much what we've known all along, which is you, you, you play too close to the ditch, you're going to fall in. Hmm. You know, I, I recently read a new book that, uh, that uh, Dr. Brown has written that's not out yet, uh, but it will be, I think you said in September? Yes, sir. Uh, on on surviving the uh, the gay revolution, and interestingly enough, this morning, Albert Moeller put out a, a video where he was talking about the same things, and a lot of us are saying the same things. But I think it's going to be it's going to take a little while for people to really fully understand the complete paradigm shift that has taken place, how fast it's happened, and what it's going to mean. Uh, I, I don't think any of us know fully what it's going to mean, um, especially if what happens in a few weeks does take place. Um, but there's going to be massive changes, and uh, we're going to have to count the cost of discipleship. It's going to become much more costly, and if we, we hold firm to what we believe, we will be in the minority, uh, and we need to get, get used to the fact that the truth normally is. Uh, in many, you know, in any, in, 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 even, even when we thought it was in the majority, let's, let's, let's be honest, how many people were really living their lives right. under the lordship of Christ, seeking right. to, to please him? We're just going to see the reality of what things have really been for a long time. Yeah. Mm. You said for many years, Dr. White, that you kept a folder in your computer just to put all the links and files yeah. in of the yeah. decline of, of culture. And uh, I used to listen to you saying that, and I, and I, I don't know that I took it as seriously as I, as I should have when you did, but uh, I think that uh, you don't have enough disk space any no. longer <laughs> to right. no. save no. this stuff. Well, well, I'll give you an example. Uh, was it 2011, Mike, when you did um, a queer thing? Yes, sir. Uh, I, I mean, I learned so much from that book, but I, I think you'd be the first one to say if you tried to update it, uh, even today, it would be a completely different book because of everything that's happened just in the past four years. Yeah, the, the last chapter talked about where we were going and, and you know, we're, we're there and beyond. Yeah. Wow. Listen, I, I was asked by congressional leaders in Peru last year to go and address them and university chancellors about what happens when you redefine marriage and normalize homosexuality? And I began saying we're not here to incite hatred against anyone. Uh, we're, we're, uh, we're not here to demonize any group. Uh, you may have LGBT friends, family members, coworkers that are some of the finest people you know uh, uh, in spheres in which they're working. And that's not the issue. I simply want to tell you, based on what we've seen already in America, I'm not predicting anything. What happens when you redefine marriage? normalize homosexuality. People are in a state of shock. I, I gave this talk in, in other parts of the world uh, to other leaders, uh, and, and they're in a state of shock. And, and we're not predicting anything. We're just saying what's already happened. And yes, you have to almost update it by the hour. Yeah. I, I wow. do believe that a real intense storm is coming beyond yeah. what we've experienced. It'll snap us into reality. Uh, believers in the Middle East are worried about losing their heads Believers in the West are, are worried about someone unfriending them on Facebook, you know. So at <laughs> right. least we have a little taste of, of spiritual reality. And unless the Lord returns first, I'm convinced that this storm will go crazy and then will destroy itself. Be because you can't wage war on gender and have a society that continues to function normally. You can't make marriage meaningless by redefining it. You, you, you can't assault fundamental moral values the way they're being assaulted and disrupt the family the way it's being disrupted and then have society function normally, which means that if we'll live by God's principles, the Psalm 1 kind of thing, that we end up being the last man standing. That's one of the things I say in my book, Outlasting the Gay Revolution. And, and uh, Dr. White, uh, always my deep appreciation for as, as long as I've known you, and we have our, our, our fun debates on the minor issues where, where we see things differently. 
but this fundamental recognition of the lordship of Jesus and the authority of Scripture, and that colors and influences everything we do, and we're not moved by it. So why should we care when polls change and trends change? Just another opportunity to shine the light more brightly against the darkness of today's background. Dr. Brown, you're a blessing. Where, what should people start with? Just real quickly, 15 seconds, books that you have um, come up with. What should they get? Uh, get a queer thing happened to America and can you be gay and Christian and look for Outlast in the Gay Revolution. All the info on askdrbrown, askdrbrown.org. Thank you, Dr. Brown. You're a blessing, uh, and uh, we're praying for your ministry, brother. Thanks, brother. Thank you. God bless. All right, guys, ApologiaRadio.com. That's where you guys get us, and we'll catch you after the break. Hi, I'm Matthew. And I'm Sam. And we have a new podcast called The Reformed Kid Cast, where we go through the catechism with our daddy. It's a lot of fun, and your kids will love it. Please go subscribe. Subscribe. Subscribe on Mm -hmm. iTunes. We'll see you on the Reform Kidcast. Welcome back to Apologia Radio slash TV. Isn't this exciting, Joy? Are you excited? Yes? All right, guys. So I want to introduce you guys to a new thing that we're doing for Apologia TV. And um, it's very exciting. What it is right now is um, we're going to try to produce more content to bring the gospel into into the culture, engaging the tough cultural issues with the gospel, providing a defense of the gospel. And um, if you go to ApologiaRadio.com, you can subscribe to the All Access. Basically, what we're doing is two uh, programs a week. You have the regular podcast, as usual, and then you have this, Apologia TV, and it's an hour and a half episode of all this content engaging the current issues, again, with the gospel. And we also have, and this is really exciting, Apologia Academy, where we have uh, each month, we're going to have um, well-known theologians and scholars. <laughs> I don't, do you know any? I don't know. Uh, doing um, uh, important theological issues and training, sort of seminary-type training, but right on Apologia All Access. So Apologia Academy, we're going to have uh, studies through the Trinity, studies through the transmission of the text of the Bible, doctrine of justification by faith, all those sorts of things on a regular basis, Apology Academy. And uh, you don't like the music there? Was that what you're giggling with? A little, no? He's like, <laughs> are you judging me, Dr. White? <laughs> okay. So um, we have Apology Academy. We have the regular um, podcast. We also have the TV program uh, throughout the week and discounts on everything at Apologia Radio. So go to ApologiaRadio.com and subscribe there. So we're back. Now, we have, over the last couple of weeks, as I said, had a storm of issues. Let me give you something to get us into this, Dr. White. Transgender MMA fighter destroys mm. female opponent. Yeah. Transgender MMA fighter destroys hmm. female opponent. First time I saw that, I thought... Go figure. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Shocking. Shocking, isn't it? So I'll read you the, uh, from the Libertarian uh, Republic here. Critics are scrutinizing mixed martial arts competitor Fallon Fox... After the transgender fighter gave her opponent a concussion and broke her eye socket, Fox defeated her opponent 
Tamika Brents by TKO at 2 minutes and 17 seconds of the first round of their match. Brents' eye injury resulted in a damaged orbital bone that required seven staples. So Mm. back in my day, um, we were taught not to hit girls. Mm -hmm. And um, it's an amazing thing, Dr. White. Unless you pretend to be one. Yes. Over the last couple of days, I've seen people responding to this on uh, social media. I even saw a homosexual advocate um, um, actually on social media uh, defending uh, the fact that this is a man dressed like a woman beating up um, a woman. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dr. White, this is what we're facing right now. The culture cannot even see that this is a man dressed like a woman. Well, and uh, the the, the hypersensitivity is so much so that not only do you have that obvious destruction of of pretty much all sports i mean if if the olympics for example starts doing mm. this it's it's done it's it's over with just you know pack everything up and go home because it's it, it's finished uh can you imagine if uh hussein bolt decided that he's a you know he's a woman uh you know all the world records are are his in an instant you know huh. i mean i mean it's just it's it's absolutely ridiculous but the hypersensitivity is such that if 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 clint eastwood even even mentions um, Bruce Jenner and even uses the female name. Did you hear about that? No, I you're looking at me. No. He, he, he was he was on uh, Spike TV, the Guy Awards, hmm. and he was talking about former uh, athletes who had become had gone into TV media like that. And he talked about Jim Brown and Caitlin, whatever. That's what he said. That's all he said. They're censoring it. They're taking it out. They oh will not. Goodness. They will not allow that. Unbelievable. Will, just to say, Caitlin, whatever. So there is such a hypersensitivity and such an absolute demand. You will celebrate. You will agree. You will not think otherwise, or you will be ostracized. Mm. That um, I think a lot of people. It's bothering a lot of people, but they're afraid to say anything about yeah. it because they don't want to lose their jobs, uh, whatever it might be. But we are seeing the totalitarianism. I keep telling folks. I told my class last night. I said, if, you, if it's been a while since you read 1984, you need to read it again because mm-hmm. it reads like, like today's paper. I mean, uh, changing the meaning of words, uh, the, the thought police, thought crime, it's, it's with us. And it makes you wonder, how did this happen so fast? Yes. And from my perspective, there is really only a theological explanation for the speed with which this has happened. I, don't, I listen to, to pundits. Uh, but if they don't have a Christian worldview, they don't really can't explain how this mm. has happened as quickly as it did. That's right. You, you, you've said many times that the homosexual community uh, and the gay activism does not simply want us to accept no. homosexuality, but they want us to celebrate. Right. It must be celebrated. It, yeah. It's, not, it's not a matter of equal rights. It's a matter of uber rights. Uber I've been rights. saying that since the 1990s. And and now we see very clearly uh, when when you when California has Harvey Milk Day and and when you are absolutely demanded to, to not just go, well, okay, I'm, I won't say anything against that, but you have to think properly. You have to celebrate this kind of lifestyle choice and this kind of behavior. That is a level of totalitarianism that um, we as Christians uh, need to be praying for God's protection because uh, it's one thing to be living in lands where they don't have the technology to control your thoughts. Um, For us, we are so interconnected that um, for people who do what you and I do, I mean, if we don't have the net, no one knows what we're doing anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And yet that is the very means 
that can be used to control content. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm still shocked that a lot of my stuff is available on certain websites. Yeah. It won't be for long, especially if the Supreme Court does what we're expecting the Supreme Court to do. There's no question about that. There's just no question. So let's we're, we're going to finish up this segment of this television program and get into the next hour where we're going to dig into the meteor issues and begin to dialogue through uh, what happened to you last week. Mm-hmm. It was last week, right? Yeah. La- last week <laughs> on Headline News with Dr. Drew, you engaged on tried. a uh, tried to engage <laughs> yeah. on a well-known uh, national television program with a well-known um, um, television personality, Dr. Drew. And I know Dr. Drew from back when he the was doing line. sex talk on Loveline on MTV. That's that's where I heard about him first. I wasn't watching it. I wasn't watching it. I just know about the situation. So um, so that I mean, he goes way back. So Dr. White um, got to engage on headline news, try to engage on headline news. We're going to play some of those clips and have you guys actually um, walk through this with us, this situation as Christians in this culture right now, um, I agree with Dr. Brown and Dr. White that um, this this issue is only going to uh, be a larger issue to confront um, in the days ahead, and it can only be um, effectively confronted with uh, the gospel, right. with standing on the word of God, um, standing on the lordship of Christ, and uh, we're going to do that after this break. ApologiaRadio.com is where you get us, and you can subscribe there to the All Access. Um, this has been Apologia Radio. What's up, y'all? This is Jeff Durbin with Apologia Radio at ApologiaRadio.com. Want to talk to you guys about an amazing connection that we have right now with Whitfield Theological Seminary. I want you to run over to Whitfield.edu, Whitfield.edu, W-H-I-T-E-F-I-E-L-D.edu. I want you to check out the programs they have. They have undergraduate programs at Whitfield College, and they also have Whitfield Theological Seminary for the graduate degree and above and beyond. I I think you'll really be impressed with the rigorous nature of the classes, the consistent biblical worldview taught and adhered to. I want you to contact Whitfield Theological Seminary at whitfield.edu. Get a hold of our friend, Dr. Kenneth Talbot, and start your classes today. ApologiaRadio.com. So I was driving in Dr. White this morning to the studio. Cool. And uh, <laughs> that's really neat. <laughs> he said that's really neat. And I heard um, <laughs> I heard um, on the radio uh, radio host discussing one of um, one of our favorite people. Um, uh, on the issue of Bruce uh, Jenner, it's all over the news now. Anger at U.S. pastor who oh. prays <laughs> for God to rip out Caitlyn Jenner's this, heart. This filthy pervert is just like on all these magazine covers and just everywhere, just being crammed our throat. To literally, like hundreds of millions of people, literally hundreds of millions of people are being subjected to looking at a trans freak. Yes, good old, good old uh, Stephen. And this person is just 
the, the evangelist of sodomy and filth to the world. So here's the thing. You were able to get onto CNN uh, Headline News with Dr. Drew to try to engage us in a meaningful way. And uh, we have, obviously, the media, Dr. White, when they do want to engage with the Christian community, mm-hmm. they engage with guys like Steven Anderson. Mm-hmm. I believe that's absolutely a tactic by the liberal media. I believe that— uh, And a tactic by Steven Anderson. It, uh, yes, oh, yes, obviously, to get um, yeah, his, his name on the pages mm-hmm. and everything else. But uh, that, that's what makes this difficult, I think, altogether, is that we want to engage this issue in a biblical, a logical, a philosophically consistent, um, meaningful way. And um, the media wants to portray Christians as they just, they just want you to burn in hell, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is... Uh, which is exactly what they did to me, yeah. uh, even when I just barely had the opportunity to raise the question, what if Jesus was right? Yeah. And they automatically fill in the rest. I mean... The amount of meaningful, uh, meaningful discussion is is extremely minimal when it comes to what's happening in the world, and I think that's a part of of God's judgment. I, I, I mean, having an open conversation and really getting to the issue that's part of God's blessing upon a people. Yeah. Uh, we are not in a situation of deserving God's blessing, and we're not we're not receiving it in that way. Can you can you talk <clears throat> about that for a second? People will hear you say God's judgment. Can you talk about um, as a pastor? And um, as, as, a, as a scholar, theologian, can you talk about what you mean by that when you say that we're under the judgment of God when a culture goes this way? Well, the only way I can understand the self-destructive nature, I mean, let's understand, uh, transgenderism, homosexuality, the, uh, obviously the abortion movement, uh, the euthanasia movement, these are all manifestations of what has become known as the culture of death. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a papal phrase, but the Pope happened to get something right on that, yeah. on that point. <laughs> and this is a culture of death. Um, people can even see the results of this. We, 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 we read the stories about how this nation is going to literally cease to exist by 2050 because they're not reproducing. And, right. uh, you know, it's just, just crashing and yeah. beyond repair, even at this point. Yeah. We see those, but it's like no one cares. There is a blindness, and the only way I can even begin to explain where this comes from is the judgment of God. Uh, Because if these people even had standard survival instincts, Mm. uh, they would would do something about this, but they, they will not because of this. Well, it's a biblical principle. Uh, as, as Paul expressed it, if you refuse to love the truth, you will be caused to love a lie. Yeah. And in this nation, the truth has been broadcast from morning until night. We have had full access to the whole range of God's truth. Yeah. Mm. And it's not just that people have rebelled against it. There's always been those people who rebel against it. Uh, but there have been people who have, in an apathetic sense, known it was there, but love themselves rather than that truth. And if you refuse to love the truth, you'll be caused to love a lie. And God is just to do that. And you can't even, you can't even have this conversation in most evangelical churches, let alone That's right. within the, within yeah, the society. I, I mean, you're just not allowed to say these kinds of things because in a lot of our evangelical churches, we have people who have a non-Christian worldview that has been glazed over with a, with a level of religiosity. 
And believe me, those are going to be the folks who are not going to be willing to pay the price hmm. that this society is going to demand for remaining faithful to the biblical gospel over the next number of years. People generally say, well, the judgment of God is falling on a place or a nation or a person. They try to look for the calamity. They try to look for the earthquake, the tsunami to sweep right. through and blow over the town. They try to look for <laughs> the destructive event and say, well, that's the judgment of God. And, 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 and of course, we know that, yes, God does in his, um, in his sovereign uh, decree, um, decree those sorts of things as a means of, of judgment on, on a people. But what I try to get across to people, Dr. White, is, is, is this. Listen, Romans chapter 1 says that this is our condition before Christ. We know God. We suppress the truth of God and unrighteousness. We switch God for idols. We are unapologetus. We are without a defense before a holy God. Everybody knows this God, but we're rebels. And it says in Romans 1 that as a result of that condition and the switching of God for idols um, and uh, just suppressing the truth of God, God hands them over. God gives them over. God gives them over. And what God gives people over to in that text, one of the things, one of, there are more, right. but one of the things is to do things which are against nature. Mm -hmm. And that is against the natural um, uh, harmonious sexual relationship between a man and a woman, which is God's original creative decree of man and woman. And so to talk about that, the celebration of this. Well, being given over, I mean, it's the very same root term that is used of Jesus being betrayed by, by Judas. Okay. So it is, a, it is a deliberate act. Hmm. And so it's God deliberately saying, if this is what you want, I'm going to let you see what your desires. You, you will not follow my desires. You want your desires, okay? I remove the restraint. You follow your desires, and you discover that I am the source of life, and therefore to walk against me is to walk in death. And so they exchange what should be our greatest joy, the glory of the incorruptible God, for images made like four-footed beasts and creeping things, and they exchange the truth for the lie. And when you see the parallel then in uh, verses 26 and 27, the woman abandoning the, the natural use for that which is unnatural is exchanging the truth, the natural use, the beauty of womanhood, motherhood, the giving of life, exchanging that truth for the lie, which would be the lesbian relationship. In the same way, men abandoning the natural use of the woman, which would be the truth, embracing the lie, burning in lust toward one another, receiving their own bodies, the penalty of their error. Um, this is just one example where Paul is saying, look, this is what happens when you twist the creator-creation relationship. It impacts all of mankind, including his mind, and even his most innermost uh, self-identification. And so it touches all of man. And that is the message. Romans chapter 1 will always remain valid as long as mankind is mankind. It'll always, for me, be one of the clearest indications of the inspiration of Scripture, to be perfectly honest with you, that you could have that level of insight into mankind's situation in uh, just a matter of a few Greek sentences. Um, and it will always call us to speak the truth, because what Paul says there, as you rightly said, uh, mankind is unapologetus. He has no rational defense for living a, a worldview other than that which God has created him in. Hmm. And he's not going to be able to come up with a, a rational way, which is why when you, when you try to engage this culture, uh, well, what happened uh, happened on CNN. We're going to mm -hmm. get into that. Are you sure it's not unapologetus? You know, I almost <laughs> said, I, I almost, 
he looked over at me, and I almost said something right there. But I decided, you know what? He's making an important point. I'm not going to throw this out there, and I'm going to be merciful. Well, I appreciate that. I okay. saw the twinkle in his eye. You did, right? The wheels were turning. Luke and Joy, you want to uh, add to this before we throw the clips uh, up? I think I detect some fear in your voice. <laughs> That's I all could, I got to say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see that one in a moment. That was, that was great. I thought that was a really interesting comment oh, yeah. that she made. Oh, it was pure projection. I, I mean, you. I mean, this is this is amateur. This is, this lady was making Fraser Crane look like he should teach at Harvard. I mean, really <laughs> mm -hmm. seriously. Um, it was it was such a ob an obvious attempt to project and to to throw somebody off and to use your status as a psychologist or something like that. And it was it was laughable. I'm sorry. It was all I could do was to was to chuckle because, as you pointed out, that really was not the most stressful situation I've ever been in. Right. Uh, right. So yeah. it was yeah, it was very apparent that they just didn't they didn't know really who they yeah. were talking to, how many debates you've done. Yeah, yeah. you know, in my voice. Yeah, well, yeah. So let's let's get into it. Uh, Dr. James White on headline news with Dr. Drew. Let's play that first clip. Actually, the second clip, Lonnie. Uh, clip number two. Dr. White on Dr. Drew. What we're hearing here is a fundamental clash of worldviews, and that's not really what we've gotten into a discussion of yet. What's the I mean, clash? I have to ask the question, what if Jesus was right when he said, have you not read from the beginning that God made them male and female? But your religious beliefs don't necessarily apply to something that humanity has been doing since before the Bible was but even the, conceived. Right, but he's saying... But the on. point, of course, is ahead, this Jay. is a worldview issue. This okay. is a worldview issue, and we're going to have to decide what our ultimate authorities are. Um, I'm not sure who you are referring to, but the Jesus I'm referring to rose from the dead. I think that gives him a little bit of extra oh authority okay. to address hey, the particular issue. From right here, I gotta go to our audience uh, member who has a question, please. So much to say there. Yeah. Can I just start one thing? Well, there were a couple things that were, that was actually a couple parts of the clip put together. Yes. Uh, and just listening to the background, which I could not hear. You gotta understand, I, I like I could not hear him say what clash. I only only saw that afterwards. So you gotta yeah. you mm -hmm. gotta understand that's sort of how that works. Uh, is <laughs> underwater the aliens, the aliens, <laughs> the aliens want to comment on the uh, on the program as well. Uh, but that was just the NSA. Just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. So so keep that in mind when you're watching something. You you can't necessarily know what the guy who's speaking is actually hearing. I did not hear him ask what huh. clash. I would have liked to have would have liked to have commented on that. Yeah. But while mm -hmm. I was speaking, that was not coming through to my, my headset at all. Okay. So he, I, I, Dr. White, I could not believe it when he said it. What clash? Yeah. Right. That blew my mind. <laughs> Are we really adults here? Are we really thinking this through? What clash? Well, he later on said, I believe he later on at one point said, well, this is a secular nation. As if it was just simply a given it's that the given. default huh. foundation for any conversation hmm. has to be the, the marginalization of any perspective that is theistic or actually believes there's revelation. And hmm. there's, I just don't see any reflection on these people's part or recognition that they are themselves revolutionaries, that they are living in a country that was built by people that did not have their worldview. Right. Yeah. And now they've adopted that worldview. They're getting to use all the stuff that we built for them. And yet they just by default can just simply shut the shut down any conversation that does not start with their their presuppositions. Mm -hmm. There's no evidence that these folks have ever even thought this through. It's yeah. just simply the the little bubble they live in. 
and they never let anybody in to go, hey, did, did you notice you're sort of being inconsistent here? Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's frightening is what it is. Yeah, and you brought it to the most important place. It must go in every discussion, whether it's with a Mormon, a Muslim, a Jehovah's Witness, it's always a question of authorities, yep. and that's what you brought it to. We have to ask the question, wh who is our ultimate authority? What is our ultimate authority? And you're right. I don't believe they've ever even asked those questions to themselves. Um, but well, they can't because they're the ultimate authority. Yeah. I, I mean, they're going to expose sure. themselves as soon as, they, as soon as they get to that issue. Is They don't realize that, in essence, they are having to put themselves in a position of being not only infallible but omniscient to be able to function the way that they've put themselves at the center, defining all areas of epistemology around them. Yes. And it's a, it's a no-win situation, but they insulate themselves from the refutation of their worldview by just shouting down the other side. I don't know if you measured, some people said it was between 90 seconds and two minutes was the grand total that I, that I had. Wow. Uh, Difficult to communicate much in that type of a context. That's unreal. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it, it really is. Okay, so think. Let's think from an apologetic standpoint right now. Um, somebody's saying, "Okay, I want to engage this issue. Why did you do that? Why? Why did you do that? Why did you say it's a question of ultimate authorities? Why didn't you just reason around the other tidbits of conversation? Why did Why <laughs> did you bring it there? Well, the, the other tidbits of conversation that I was hearing from the panelists had next to nothing to do with the issue whatsoever. Mm -hmm. There was no reflection on their part of of how you would even evaluate what Bruce Jenner did. Uh, how, why is it that this is considered to be a morally good thing? Uh, we couldn't even discuss things like virtue or duty or honor or relationship to family or, or anything like that. You couldn't do it. Yeah. So I had to go to the, the central issue. All right, guys. Powerful stuff. Important stuff. We have more. We're going to go through more of these clips, engage this here in a meaningful way. With Dr. White, Joy the Girl, Luke the Bear, me. ApologioRadio.com is where you get us. Become a subscriber to All Access there, guys, and uh, get more. Be right back. ApologioRadio.com. Who are you? Who am I? The name's Yukon Cornelius, the greatest prospector in the North. This is my land, and you know, it's rich with gold. Gold! Gold and silver! Silver, silver and gold! gold. Speaking of silver and gold, Marcus, your beard looks amazing. Your beard looks amazing. Are you using Yukon's beard by I chance? am using Yukon's beard every single day. It's made of essential oils, and it helps me get rid of beard drift. And it smells great, too. We really want to thank our sponsors, Yukon's Beard, and we want to encourage all of our listeners to go to yukonsbeard.com, and you can order some of this amazing, magical, mystical beard oil that will change your life and your beard forever. So yukonsbeard.com, it'll change your life. So, it was interesting, you only had a few seconds to communicate. I mean, it was frustrating to watch. Oh, yeah. Um, so, it must have been frustrating just to be on. I can't imagine that. But um, It wasn't exactly what the producer had said it was going to be. Let's put it that way. Oh, yeah. I imagine. <laughs> I imagine that. Uh, um, so, there was another clip I wanted to get to where you brought the discussion to 
um, from the beginning, God made them uh, male and female. And so let's do that clip right now. Let's do clip um, number three. If we don't discuss the worldview that gives rise to our decisions, then all we're doing is giving our own personal opinions. That's that's not how you deal with societal issues. Why? Those uh, issues sure are not being addressed. But I'm not sure that this is a societal issue. This is a Caitlyn it's a Jenner issue. It's a personal issue. You oh, can do it, it with your body. You can do whatever. It very clearly is a societal issue. I, I feel let's, like let's, I hear some. I feel like this. I hear some fear in your voice. I'm just saying. I feel like there's fear that if <laughs> if. All right. So that's. Let's go ahead and cut that. Um, so it's not a societal issue. It's a Caitlyn, <laughs> it's a Caitlyn Jenner. Right. She can do with her body whatever she wants. I, 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 I again, uh, was, was left just going, uh, it is so sad to see what the result of this degradation in, in cultural discussion has turned into because nobody there really believes that you can do whatever you want with your right. body. Um, uh, do they... I, if. I, I was hoping to have another shot to ask Dr. Drew something. I was going to ask him about the, the transabled movement. Yes. I was going to ask him, do you feel that if you feel your right arm is not a part of your body, that you should be able to, maybe even at public expense, uh, have that removed uh, so that you would feel happy? It's your own body. You can do with it what you want. So you, you believe that we should be able to mutilate. That's what they're doing. Right. That's what they've just done is mutilated the body. Uh, but I didn't get that opportunity because we had to go on to discuss uh, super gluing teeth in, in someone's head. So uh, we, we didn't go there. But the, again, what I'm, when I say non-reflection, I'm not talking about putting powder on my head, becoming non-reflective because I didn't do that. But what I'm talking about is people who don't think through it. They do not reflect upon the meaning of their actual statements. Right. And yet the audience was less reflective than the panel was mm -hmm. because they would just... They, it was so obvious they were just going for something that would get you know a mm. little, little applause. Mm. And man, I'm sitting here going, bread and circuses, Rome is back. Let's let's start. Th you know, if if you throw us a few Christians to the lions, maybe you'll you'll get even more ratings. Mm. I mean, it's just it's just absolutely amazing to mm. to observe that kind of thing. And uh, she can do with her body the, just the whatever she wants. Pronouns. She, it's a Caitlin she, issue. Caitlin yes. issue. Yeah. Um, then why are we discussing it if it's a Caitlyn issue? Exactly. Yeah, we need to decide if everyone is celebrated as their own individual or if they're I, I, like, I don't know. There's a part of me that's confused about does gender matter or does it not matter? Mm. Like, is it fluid? Is it nothing? Mm. Or is it incredibly important? Mm. You know, because we're in ce celebrating the importance of her, him mm -hmm. changing into a her. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but at the same time, we're saying like, but don't just mind your business. Like, mm. don't look at the magazine cover or like, I don't know. Well, we really need to understand from a Christian, from a Christian world perspective, what's going on here is the celebration of an act of rebellion. Mm -hmm. Because that's, that's what this is. Uh, God made Bruce Jenner. God blessed Bruce Jenner mm -hmm. with a male body that all of us other males wish we could have had because he was the greatest athlete of his generation. I mean, the decathlon is, <laughs> the, yeah, you, you can't be a slouch and, and win that, especially against, in those days, the Russians who might have had a little bit of uh, chemical assistance uh, <laughs> in their abilities, shall we say. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we look at that, and from a Christian perspective, this is the mutila mutilation of a body that was given by God and I think the fact this man's a grandfather. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. The idea of honor and duty and family and what you leave behind 
for your children and the next generation, all that stuff, completely gone, sacrificed on the altar of human autonomy and my quote-unquote happiness. That's what this uh, society has been reduced to. Amazing. So, so the, the, the thing that vexes me um, is the way the culture today um, engages this discussion it, when they speak. And I talked to you, uh, I think, uh, on the phone about the fact that it's, it's the Christian church and all this is sort of a meaningful discussion. Respectable theologians are sort of in a little, our Christian ghettos down here while they're having the discussion up here. But when they do have the discussion um, in the culture, it's always, um, here's the way things are, guys. Um, this is a view that will be accepted, and we want you guys to start tolerating. You guys are so intolerant. You have to start tolerating these views, um, and, uh, or you're intolerant. But in reality, the new tolerance that's acceptable is you accept their view, and period. Right, right. That is all. You are not allowed to accept any other view. So obviously it's as simple as, as, uh, as a simple uh, breakdown in logic. That uh, they want toleration, but th really they don't. They want their view to be the uber-respected view, and anything else is not allowed in the discourse. And a way to, I think, show that in a culture uh, besides the, r the show you were on was in Dr. I'm sorry, um, in... Um, lost Dr. it. Dr. Drew? Douglas Wilson. Oh. Sorry, there you go. <laughs> so many. Dr. Brown, Dr. White, okay, Dr. Drew, okay. Douglas Wilson at the University of Indiana. Oh, my. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking and engaging with uh, college uh, students there. This is Douglas Wilson, clip five. Let's look at uh, what happened. I would like to personally extend my thanks to Indiana University for their commitment. Praise This is not the first time I've run, run into the tolerance bus saw. <laughs> the diversity crowd has two fundamental tenets. The first is that they have an absolute commitment to free speech. The second tenet is shut up. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> if you want diversity, then show me how committed you are to it. Aside from blowing my eardrums yeah. out, um, <laughs> huh? that, <What? laughs> um, that right there is the picture of our culture. Oh, yeah. That is the picture of our culture. Well, it's a picture of, of the millennial generation. Um, I'd like to think that, that there are still a few people of us older folks that sit back and realize that doesn't make any sense. Uh, but it seems that we are closing our mouths and are willing to uh, protect our 401ks at all costs. Uh, and are, are more concerned about things like that than anything else. But he's, he's exactly right. There is no, but you see, we're asking for rationality from people who have abandoned a worldview that gives you a basis for having rationality in the first place. You get to define what's rational now. I mean, you're, you're in the center and everything else is defined by you. Mm -hmm. And so once, you, once you've adopted that, that man-centeredness, who, who, can, who can hold you to a standard of rationality? No, mm -hmm. one, no one can. And so I can say, that's illogical. And it's like, so what? It's how I feel. Yeah. It was illogical for Bruce Jenner to uh, destroy his body uh, at the age of 65. But he gets to do that because if it makes him happy. And of course, happiness is a very transient state of mind. Mm -hmm. uh, and unfortunately, a lot of Christians have also bought into the idea that personal happiness is the greatest good. Mm. 
And I, I, this happened to come out right around the time of uh, the uh, invasion uh, of D-Day, you know, the D-Day memorial, yes, stuff yes, like that. Yes. And I, I raised the question to people, have you ever seen pictures of, of those men in those boats as they're heading toward those, those shores? Um, they don't look happy, uh, but we honor them because they did what was right. Happiness and what is right, what is going to be meaningful long after I'm gone are often not the same thing at all. And if we've bought into the idea that happiness is the most important thing, we've really lost honor and truth and transcendent values. And no society that has ever gone this direction has, has endured. When Rome, in, in Rome, you know, things happen faster now because life happens faster because we can communicate so much more, more quickly. But you look at the last uh, decades and last century, really, of uh, the Roman Empire, and you have a lot of parallels in regards to the, the fast degradation of public morals and things like that. And no society like that has a foundation to be able to continue to stand. Can, before we get into the next clip where they were talking about you off air. Yeah. With um, <laughs> I know That didn't get mentioned to me <laughs> for some strange reason. <laughs> Can I have you engage with what is sort of a highlight moment, I think, for Dr. Drew? It was big deal to him. Um, and I want you to speak to it because it happened in the show and then they bring it up in the, the after show. Um, he, he wanted to diss the idea that you seem to think that God created perfect people, uh, that uh, <coughs> male and female. And what he brought up to you in the show, and I know Christians want an answer to this because it's an issue, and it's amazing how the, uh, this happens in our culture, Dr. White, even the issue with abortion. Um, you have abortion at will, just let's kill our babies. Um, uh, our society says don't have a lot of kids, um, and when you do, kill them if you don't want them. Uh, so when they have the, in, the argument, you know, we don't talk about biology, we don't talk about the meaning of life, we don't talk about purpose and creation, we don't talk about human value and dignity, we talk about what about if she was raped? Right. What if there was incest? Right. So we always mm -hmm. go to the lowest part mm -hmm. of this discussion, rape and incest, to build an entire case to murder all of our babies, right. if we please. And in this case, Dr. Drew did exactly the same thing. It's mm -hmm. a tactic. So he's allowed to, to cut off his, his genitalia, and he's allowed to do it, and we should celebrate that. Because, Dr. White, you see, there are people that Dr. Drew has as patients, which is interesting to me. He talked about patients as though this is just they're just in his office every Monday saying, hello, I have, uh, I have this re reproductive uh, situation going on. But he said, but what about people who are born um, hermaphrodite, who mm -hmm. are people who are born with um, ovary uh, and, and testy? Um, talk about that because that is probably the biggest punch they can deliver. <laughs> Which isn't much of a punch. No. When, when, you, when you attempt to establish entire societal rules based upon the tiny, 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 tiny minority, mm -hmm. yes. um, you're obviously uh, incapable of mounting a, a cogent argument that would actually speak to a large number of people. There are a very small number of people who experience uh, genetic malfunctions uh, in the womb. Mm -hmm and as a result are, have confused um, plumbing. They're, they're, they're gender mixed. Um, that doesn't include Bruce Jenner. And that mm. doesn't include uh, uh, the uh, Fallon person that's, uh, that's beating up women in, in MMA. Uh, these individuals uh, are very clear, clearly male yeah. uh, and no one ever questioned that. Yeah. And in fact, we probably wouldn't be overly angry with somebody if they had punched somebody in the nose for questioning that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you're going to a very small minority that we would be ex 
we would be the ones who would be extremely concerned about those individuals. We would want to come alongside them. We would recognize that we live in a fallen world. And uh, as a result of the fall, uh, when you think of human reproduction, you think of the genetics, you think of what happens in embryology and the development of child, uh, it's amazing any of us uh, get physically healthy bodies and survive childhood and, 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 and development as, as it is. Um, so you go to that to try to, and of course they didn't even bother to try to then make a connection between that and what I was saying. Mm. And that is that in 99.999% of, of individuals, that's exactly what we see is that they've been made male and female. I'm not saying that every male is made identical to every other male or every female is made identical to every female. There is obviously uh, differences amongst women and differences amongst men. Uh, that's why I'm not playing uh, on the Cavaliers in the NBA Finals. Uh, for some reason, I don't really think I do really well uh, <laughs> in, in that particular pursuit. You could ride your bike around the field. And just, I, I could do something, but I wouldn't be able to do very well in it. We recognize that there is differences along those lines, but that does not change the fact that God has designed the male and female dynamic to represent something that is important to him yeah. and hence important to us. And so to go to a tiny, tiny genetic mistake, you would have to make some kind of an argument as to how that provides a basis for the 99%, how we were to treat them differently. They don't bother to do that. They just simply throw it out there. And since it's, it's, it's enunciated with the authority of Dr. Drew, mm -hmm. then that's all there is to it. Mm -hmm. This is, again, the non-reflective nature of the, of the thought patterns that we are identifying in these individuals. And to, to, to suggest, I think, on the show, the way that he did, that he just has patience that have these, like, uh, as though yeah, right. it, were, it, were, it were just a common kind of thing in, in culture. Like 20% of the population, yeah. <laughs> like the, the the statistics show that uh, many people in the culture believe that uh, yeah. about thirty percent of the uh -huh. culture is homosexual. Yep, yep. It's mm. only what two percent? One point six five percent or so. Yeah. But the way that people portray it is that this is the issue. And again, to build an entire argument of being able to destroy your body based upon a genetic disorder, malfunction. Yeah, malfunction. I think is it shows the collapse of the worldview in the arguments. All right, guys, ApologiaRadio.com. Become all access there. Get more with Dr. White, the bear, the girl, and me. Be right back. This is Jeff Durbin with Apologia Radio. Get us at ApologiaRadio.com. The profanation of marriage is gaining legs within our culture with the same-sex marriage debate. This is church, a gospel issue. We have to be salt. We must be light on this issue of same-sex marriage. This is Joy Tembe with Apologia Radio. I urge you guys to pray for the homosexual community. Then log on to realharmony.org to equip yourselves with the resources we've provided. This is the ministry bearer. Here's the issue. The same-sex attracted community has a symbol that's universally recognized. It's an equal sign. You see it everywhere. Until now, the Christian community has not had a symbol that represents true, harmonious, biblical marriage. Go to realharmony.org and buy a sticker. The three bucks a piece. Get your church to buy them by the truckloads. Help us redeem the culture. And let me reiterate, this is not a political issue only. This is a gospel issue. Realharmony.org. I hear so many Christians 
murmuring about their imperfections and their failures and their addictions and their shortcomings. And I see so little war. Murmur, murmur, murmur. Why am I this way? Make war! One of my favorite... That's Tadashi, right? Yeah. I'm impressed that you knew that. Of course, man. I'm down. <laughs> hey, Dr. White, you, you have people like putting your sermons into hip-hop, right? Once in a while. Do you listen to it when you're writing? No. No? No. Just books? Uh, primarily. Yeah? Uh, honestly, if I'm listening to music while I'm writing, it's, 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 it's not hip-hop. No? No, it's more like John Tesh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. uh, all right. Hey, can I just say something real fast? Okay, so we're in Florida, and Dr. White was like, he really wanted to go to, what was the steakhouse again? Roadhouse. Texas, Texas Roadhouse. Texas Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Yeah. Just, let's, Texas Roadhouse. Texas Roadhouse. So we went to go to Texas Roadhouse, and I, I still never, I've never been on gas out of my head, so you really want to go to Texas Roadhouse, and then we get there, and you got chicken. Yeah. This yeah. is weird. It's good chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At, at, my wife and I go there once in a while. That's that's always what I get. It's, yeah. it's really good. I don't know, it's just, she was yeah. upset that you were there without her. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. My kids will do that. We'll go out to a steakhouse or something, and they get like the uh, I'll take the chicken nuggets, please. I'm like, you can get because McDonald's. Let's go no. to McDonald's. I, guys. I don't get steak at yeah. steakhouses. Yeah, no, really, Joy. Well, that's no, because no. you're in sin <laughs> for your vegetarianism. So, um, <laughs> I don't think it's that weird. <laughs> All right, so let's let's get back into the discussion. Um, I didn't know about this, Dr. Weider. We would actually throw this into our Apology a Moment thing right. um, of them having a discussion <clears throat> after the show. Now, listen, I know that we're having a discussion right now about them, and they're not present. But the right. point is, is in the show, they didn't let you engage. And then after the show, you're not allowed to engage. But then they misrepresented you right. in the after show. So, um, Well, and, and of course, they had, they had gone after me during the program and did not allow me to respond in the program yeah, either. True. So it was, it was yeah. just... It was, it was pretty obvious, and, and most people saw that, if you are concerned about things like fairness and things like that. Yeah. And, um, let's and by this. the way, if they'd like to come on, I'm sure you would probably make uh, opportunity for them yes. to do we so. We oh, would yeah. fly them out Absolutely. and bake them cookies and give them ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> And they'd get more than 90 seconds to speak. We would I, do a yes. five-hour show uh, that's, that's right. right here. <laughs> we would have water bottles and people that would fan them, and we'd assign a personal assistant to every be careful, single one of them. Be careful now. <laughs> yeah, watch out. <laughs> Whatever it takes. All right, guys, so uh, this is the clip that they actually filmed and put up on their social media. After the show, this is uh, clip number six, Lonnie, on the Dr. Drew Show. He, this fellow, James, was going into this notion that everybody's created perfectly and the male and female concept is perfect. He said and you would go to hell. Basically, if you're, he did. He said if you he, were to go, if, you're, also you, very, if you're a transgender, you're going to go down to flames. He was playing God by telling us that. Wow. <laughs> I, I never even got to say anything about hell, yeah, actually. I, <laughs> it would have been nice. I, I must have watched a different episode yeah. from yeah. last year or something yeah. because... Uh, well, obviously, uh, both the, the young ladies have, have particular... Um, uh, well, if, if I could become somewhat of a psychologist here, I, I, I don't sense fear. I sense hatred in their voice. Oh. Uh, a, a hatred toward a gospel that they have heard and that they have rejected. Well, she said she was raised a Christian. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then, but I don't believe, I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian, but I don't believe that. And, and I think if I had said something along the lines of the Lordship of Christ, <laughs> I'm a Christian, but I don't really believe Jesus is yeah. Lord. Yeah. So, uh, it, it, right. it's, it, it, again, is representative. But, but what you have here is projection. What you have here is, well, if we had let him talk more, he eventually would have said this. 
And they know that the Christian message includes the holiness of God. Mm -hmm. And they know that it includes their own need of a savior before God. They just don't want to hear that. Uh, they are part of, you know, they're suppressing that. And so that's, that's why they're more than willing to pretend that they want a spiritual perspective on this program, but they didn't want a spiritual perspective. They wanted to have someone on that they could silence and mm -hmm. then get the audience to clap. That makes them feel better about the fact that they're actually promoting something that you, you just, these people are made the Imago Dei. I mean, sure, they've, they've spent their entire adult lives being equipped to suppress the knowledge of God, but it's never perfectly effective. Yeah. And so these are people who are having to put out a fair amount of effort to 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 keep this 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 leaky worldview afloat and uh, it makes them feel good when they sort of feel like they've they've done their part to silence that voice that just keeps coming up in their in their mind that's what they're doing to me yeah guys well their definition of tolerance sounds an awful lot like the definition of bigotry well from a meaningful right. perspective yeah exactly of course mm -hmm. Uh, but but to see, they they can't even begin to understand that the real bigotry here is the bigotry that requires absolute uh, fidelity to one perspective. Mm -hmm. They can't they can't see that, mm -hmm. and yeah. that's that's what's frightening because again that puts a people in a position of being easily manipulated by political figures right. into. I, I mean, everybody uses this illustration, but uh, you can see what happened and. Under Stalin and under Hitler and people like that, if if you are if you're not reflecting, if there's not an opposition, if there's not a willingness to see, uh, I'm frightened as to what uh, what kind of people could arise in the future, mm. make big promises, and end up with uh, the reins of government. Mm. So, Dr. White, preach the gospel for a moment to the person that is transgender, someone who's homosexual, bisexual. What when we when because all they want to hear is that what this fellow, James White, said, you're going you're gonna to burn in flames. Right. I, I, wish, I wish they had told me about the, the post program. I would have I said, I'd be happy to join you or something like that. But obviously, it's just one camera sitting in a room. They weren't yeah. trying to do something like that. But if I had had the, if that conversation had come up uh, and someone said, well, you're just, you're just telling people they're going to hell, my first response would have been, and the first person I tell that to is myself. Mm. You need to understand that all of us have sinned and all of us under the, under the wrath of God. And it is simply a matter, in my, my instance, of by grace, my heart has been changed to where I embrace that and I recognize who I truly am. All we're trying to say to the transgendered person, well, I, I, I'm not even sure that I would want to use that term because I, right. from a Christian perspective, I don't think there is such a thing as transgender. Right. What I would say to the person who wants to create a category that God in his mercy has not created in his creation is that you are cutting yourself off from the very source of life. You will not, Bruce Jenner will not find life after the cameras have left. After he kicks off those high heels and after he gets tired after a couple of months of putting all the makeup on and everything else, which I've never understood, you know, how Poor ladies, uh, you know, I just get up in the morning and go. You know, it's just, it's, that's the way and, it is. And no hair. So. And, well, I do have to, you know, uh, you know, Gillette Mach 3. But uh, after, after the cameras are gone, after the attention is gone, there will not be happiness and there will not be life. And there will be tremendous regret. And the reality is that that is true for anyone, but for that person, it's because they gave in. They gave in to the siren call of fulfilling their own personal loss. Happiness will not be found there. God has spoken, 
He has given us a clear direction as to where we are to find life. It's not going to be found there. It's going to be found in obedience to Jesus Christ who died and rose again. And that's what I tried to, obviously, I wanted to bring that up. I wanted to try to provide a meaningful foundation for some kind of future perspective as to, you know, well, what do we do in the future? If this isn't the way to go, then, then what is the direction to go? But, of course, they didn't, they didn't allow that to happen. I think, it, I think it's great you brought up the, the whole happiness thing. You know, you heard, I saw or heard uh, Kim Kardashian, which is what his stepdaughter, I think. Oh, I can't even keep track of uh, She said, well, he's happy. He's yeah. happy, you know. And, and we can sit here and say from a, from a Christian biblical worldview, he's not going to be happy. We can also sit here from a statistical uh, right. position and say he's not going to be happy. And I thought uh, we talked about on our last show, uh, R.T. Sproul Jr. wrote a blog, and, he, you know, the only way he's going to find true happiness is in Christ. It's through the gospel, and really that's how we should be responding to this in any situation like this is with the gospel, with, with the truth of Christ. Yeah. And, and it's, it's interesting, too, Dr. White, I think I heard you mention somewhere before, why are we celebrating this when we know, statistically speaking, mm-hmm. that people that go through these uh, sex change operations actually have a higher rate of suicide? Well, uh, that they actually... Dr. Drew brought that out more than once. More than once during the conversation, he brought the fact that there is a much higher rate of suicide. But what they do is they blame that upon the society. And they say that if we would just be more accepting, then, and and in fact, in the the post program, they basically, you know, projected that upon me. Holding the positions I hold is the very reason these things take place. And that's why on my program yesterday, I I said, I'd I'd like to know what the, the numbers are of pedophiles who commit suicide. So someone sent me, they sent me the articles. I didn't, you know, I'm glad there are people out there that can do the research and find stuff like that. Google. They they sent me the articles, and lo and behold, uh, there is a great increase in suicide amongst pedophiles once they get caught. Hmm. So using the reasoning that these folks use, what's the problem? Hmm. That we catch pedophiles. Hmm. We shouldn't catch them. As long as we don't catch them, then the suicide rate doesn't go up, and all is well. Huh. So, I, I mean, when you, when you really consider what is being said, instead of recognizing, you know, maybe pumping all sorts of foreign hormones and chemicals and mutilating the body is not a good thing for the mind. Maybe that's a bad thing. Instead of that rather logical conclusion, we go, oh, it's the society's fault for not, for not applauding and, and, not, and not encouraging and, and so on and so forth. It is utter irrationality, but again, if you refuse to love the truth, you will be caused to love a lie. Joy, anything? Um, gosh, lots of good stuff here. Um, I just think, uh, I don't know, I just think that the intellectual argument has kind of been thrown out the window. We already talked about it. Yeah. Um, we don't really, there's really no value in any rational thinking. Uh, they, I mean, they had their argument already, they invited a scholar on to make it look like it was well researched and going to be balanced and then they gave him 90 seconds and and then did this after show have we even watched a clip of it you yeah just watched oh it. yeah just the, the, just one, the one just the yeah. one clip yeah. but yeah then just uh, misrepresented the argument I think it's just it's a sh- and honestly I see it I've seen it in all kinds of arenas basically um, you go somewhere thinking you're gonna get like some real information and then all you hear is just little sound bites and people saying things that are popular. Mm-hmm. So it is, it's, it's unfortunate. So speaking of sound bites, um, 
We're going to do clip, clip number seven right now. Lonnie, go ahead and throw that up. I have a problem with people imposing their beliefs on other people. There's yeah. certain issues, and we've talked about them on your show many times, that when they have the religious thing to it, people go crazy. Like end of life, abortion, well, and now but, this. But why do they have to? Sh why can't it be understood within the context of currently available scientific wisdom? Right. Why can't? Because we're clinicians, right. and we're looking at this from this clinical perspective. And he shut that conversation out. Well, but but that's why there's fear. That's why I said that to him. He's like scared. It is almost like it's it's if his. I hate to say it, but there's almost something about when you're too religious, it's like a form of insanity. And but, it's like, well, there is such a thing as religious abuse, but, but let's not go with okay. that. Wow. So, so much irrationality there. We are clinicians. Excuse me? We, we should have these conversations in the midst of our current scientific knowledge. Um, Dr. Drew, we live in a day where there is more absolutely irrefutable evidence of the humanity of the unborn child than right. any generation before us. And I'll bet you dollars to donuts you support the quote-unquote right of a woman. I can guarantee you those two young ladies in there Clearly. support the right of a woman to murder that unborn child. You are a glowing hypocrite to even say something like that. But there you have the psychologist. If you're too religious, you're insane. <laughs> now, here are people who are so absolutely the slaves of their own secular worldview that they can't even recognize the role that that plays in their existence, and yet they're willing to say that other people are insane. You put these folks in charge, and I said right after this, this program, every single person on that panel would vote in a nanosecond to have my civil, civil rights taken away to express the perspectives I mm. tried to express. Every single one of them, and they would not give it a second thought. Mm. They would not give it a second thought. And they will be the majority. Can we talk about, you just want to throw out the scientific stuff. Well, I thought that biologically speaking, scientifically speaking, from a chromosomal sort of perspective that you have male and female yeah you thought yeah <laughs> and I and, and I thought that if I if I castrate myself that if you do a little digging around in my DNA you'll find that I'm still actually fundamentally a man and so that's the absurdity of this whole situation that I actually have to explain to somebody in my culture that's a man mm -hmm. that's a woman and you can s cut the arms and legs off of them you can mutilate their, their private parts, but they're fundamentally male and fundamentally female. And the amazing, I think, just, I mean, just the audacity to say he just wants to throw science out the window just blew me away because this is an issue of it's not simply, not only, and this is where we stand as a starting point, the Word of God that actually gives us certainty and true knowledge about the way things are, God, us, and the world, but we're standing on science today in a way, like you said, we never have before. Can't we just simply say, hey, guys, boy, girl? And it's the only way that it actually works. And to try to alter, again, we, are, we become frustrated because we feel a, a necessary weight upon our shoulders to be consistent with our own worldview, to be consistent in our statements. These individuals do not feel that kind of, of weight because their worldview does not provide a foundation for them to be held consistent. Now, since they're made in the image of God, we can press that upon them, but they don't like when we press that upon them, uh, which is why they short-circuit the conversations in the first place. But yeah, that was, let's just be honest, every person in that last clip was expressing classical, irrefutable bigotry.
That is what yep. bigotry is. Yep. Uh, it's, 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 it's used so often now as a synonym for I disagree with that perspective that people don't even understand what it is. But that is an irrational rejection of a position out of ignorance. And that's exactly what every person in that club is doing. Well, yeah, anyone can do whatever they want with their body as long as you're not using your body to go against our argument. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bruce Jenner can mutilate his body because he's free to do so, but you're not free to think the thoughts that you are currently thinking. Yeah. That's insanity. I don't want to impose my views on others. You shouldn't impose <laughs> yeah. your views. Yeah, yeah. On we're not others. doing that here. We're not imposing our views. But on you're others. religiously insane. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. And and that's the 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 collapse of the unbelieving worldview when it says uh, Romans chapter one they exchange God for a lie. Their thoughts become futile, their foolish hearts are darkened, they profess to be wise. And that is, that is simply, I think, Romans want a description yep. of our current culture, and it's applauded, and the fact that people can think these thoughts and be so inconsistent and to love that lie, it's an amazing thing, because when you think about the constant mantra coming from the unbelieving world in our day, uh, the scholarly world of our day, the academia of our day. What does the unbelieving world constantly herald today in the face of Christians? You guys, we're sci we love science. We, yeah. You guys are dummies, and you believe the Bible and mythology. We are science, science. I want to ask the unbeliever, be consistent with mm -hmm. that. Be consistent with that worldview. For once, be consistent and actually hold to science as a meaningful thing. And let's do a little digging around in the DNA. And, and make sense of this. Dr. White, um, what do we do now? I mean, obviously we know we need to preach the gospel. The gospel is the power of God for salvation. I believe with all my heart that God has the power to raise the dead and open the eyes of the blind and to bring a third great awakening. I believe that. But what do we do right now as Christians? What do we have ahead of us? How are we going to engage this? Well, you know, I was just thinking about the last, actually the last verse of Romans chapter 1, uh, because it, it illustrates the mindset that these people had, and, and we need to recognize that this is going to be more and more what we're facing. And although they know the ordinance of God, it's literally the just decision of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death. Interestingly enough, the very thing that they, they demonstrated, that they were expecting me to say it. They knew I was going to say it because they know. They know that God's justice is, is seen in that. It says they not only do the same, they do the things that they know will bring the very wrath of God upon them justly, but also give hearty approval to those who practice them. So sin loves company. And so if you want the, the very picture of the culture of death, there it is. We know this will destroy us, and we want to encourage others in the same way. Once you understand that that's what you've got, then the question for us becomes, what, is our, what does faithfulness look like for you and I? And obviously, in some places, our eschatology enters in here, too. Um, and what we post, believe... Post mill, right? Uh, and, post and, 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 uh, <laughs> and... Ah, mill, yeah. Um, so, um, uh, but no, but right. it, yeah. it does enter in here. Um, and... What we do need to recognize, no matter what your eschatology is, is that there have been times when Christians have been called to live in cultures that were under the judgment of God, and God did not choose to bring uh, redemption to that culture, but instead allowed it to be to go the way of the world. I mean, uh, there are ruins of cultures and, and dynasties and empires all around us. 
And the question is, how are we supposed to honor God in that context? And as far as I can see, we are called to be a prophetic voice. We are called to be a light in the darkness. We know the Bible says over and over again that those who love the darkness will hate the light. Jesus said, do not be surprised if they hate you. They hated me first. Uh, we recognize all these things, but we have to keep them in balance, and we have to be obedient to the call of God upon our lives. Proclaim the gospel. It's not up to us what God does that proclamation. You know, you, when you were but a, but a wee little boy uh, and came out to the, to, the, uh, to, the, to the Easter pageant to pass out tracks, what did we, what did we talk about when we talked about the, the tracks that we'd pick up from the ground or we'd see the, the missionaries chucking them in? in trash cans. We called them fallen warriors. Yes, fallen soldiers. Fallen warriors. Yes. And we recognized that as long as God's truth had been proclaimed, he had been glorified. Mm -hmm. No matter what the, whether these tracks go out for salvation or judgment, God is glorified in that. And if we can really get a hold of that and really believe that, it'll, it'll create a whole lot more faithfulness uh, in the long run as we seek to honor Christ in this, uh, in this culture. Dr. White, you're a blessing. Thanks for having me. Alpha and Omega Ministries, AOMen.org is where you get Dr. White. Encourage you guys, support his ministry, get his stuff, debates, all that. This is amazing. First episode. I know. It's oh, awesome. The, it's in the books. It's down, finally done. I can sleep now. Historic. First, <laughs> first guest on the first flagship episode of Apologia TV now. I, have to keep, I keep mixing that up. I encourage you guys to go to ApologiaRadio.com, become all access, and that is only actually right now special. What is it, Marcus? Five, first month, five bucks. It's only $7.95 a month after that. Apologia Academy, all the additional episodes, discounts and everything. And for the first month, just five bucks to, to start and getting all the content. And I'm excited about Apologia Academy. I am. <laughs> I'm sure you are. You sound like You look like it. Very excited. Very excited. Very excited. We have special gifts we give. And exciting. Well, I'll take you to a steakhouse. <laughs> chicken. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. ApologiaRadio.com. Thank you, Dr. White. We love you. Thank you so much for being with us. That's the girl. That's the bear. We'll be back next week, guys. See you then. Hi, this is Jeff Durbin with Apologia Radio. You can get us at ApologiaRadio.com. I'm also the pastor at Apologia Church in Tempe. You can get us at ApologiaChurch.com. want to invite you guys to join us for worship, the word, and fellowship on Sundays at 4 p.m. And that's Joy Tempe. Hey there. We are a family-integrated church, so we invite you to bring your whole family to worship with us. This is Luke Pearson, the ministry bear, also discipleship pastor at Apologia Church. Like Jeff mentioned, we are now meeting at a new location and time 4 p.m. on Sunday afternoons at Arizona Community Church. That's 9325 South Rural Road and Tempe. We're meeting in the Community Center, and that is between Warner and Ray off of Rural. Again, you can reach us on them internets at ApologiaChurch.com. Delicious beards are encouraged but not required. <laughs> Glory!